We are back. It is your therapist playlist. Set that slow because I wanted to make sure I enunciated correctly and remembered the name. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another great episode of, again, your therapist playlist. I am Matt. And I am Anna. And we are recording live. Not really, but we have a video <laughs> up. Um, Yeah. This is another great Sunday to record, and we are here with another special interview that we'll be getting into in a few minutes. But before that, let's check in. Listeners, how are you? Right, you can't answer. So <laughs> let's, let's, get, let's just get to hearing about how we're doing. Anna, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Weekend's going good. Um we haven't done too much this weekend. We did another movie night. We watched a Scooby-Doo. Which and, one? Uh, it was a new Scooby-Doo and um, Arthur, like King Arthur. Oh. Something about King Arthur. <laughs> and uh, But my favorite actor mm-hmm. does voiceover. His name is Jason Isaacs. And yes, Matt, I have met him. Um, <laughs> of course. Uh, he's a lot shorter than I thought in person, but I mean, whatever. Yeah. Um, He's in a lot of movies. He's in The Patriot. He's in Harry Potter. He does tons of voiceovers. Um, and he did the voice for like three characters in this movie. Who was he in Harry Potter? Uh, Lucius Malfoy. Draco, mm. Malf- Draco Malfoy's dad. Okay. I gotta check him out again. Yeah. I really liked him in The Patriot, though. That's the first movie I ever saw him in. Um, but yeah, Scooby-Doo. I'm not a huge Scooby-Doo fan. But uh, for some reason, for some reason, the kids and my husband like really like Scooby Doo. So I don't. I I don't understand it either. Like <laughs> even when the old episodes used to air when we were younger, I was just like, I don't get it. But now I'm kind of intrigued because of certain plots. But after you watch two episodes, it's like it's the same damn plot point every single time. Oh my it god, is. villain! Figure out who he is. Wouldn't have got would have got away for I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids and then rinse repeat rinse repeat i like scrappy and i liked that they made scrappy a villain in one of the like live action movies but i I didn't care after that i do remember a live action movie with like freddie prince jr because i used to like freddie prince jr um who didn't actually um (laughs) but i i I don't know i've never gotten really into like the plots or storyline and the whole like 60s 70s vibe thing i just i'm never i've never really felt that it's always just kind of like the animation's always kind of like grossed me out for some reason like i'm like it's not cute animation by any means which is crazy because i believe it's a hannah barbera production so the Flintstones, Jetson, all that is familiar to us and we love, but that one in particular, just no. It's creepy because like the eyes are creepy. Like there's no like color to like people's eyes. It's like yeah. where there'd be like whites in your eyes. It's like, it's like black cake. dots. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it like bothers me. Like Scooby, it obviously is like cuter. Um, Flintstones is pretty cute. I mean, you know, Dino and everything, but uh, For yeah. Me- 
for me, it ties back into what we do for the podcast, the music. <laughs> I don't think the music, the music wasn't necessarily good. I just feel like they tried too hard to capture the essence of that time period with like the instrumentation they used and the transitions and stuff like that. That's what often annoyed me. The whole like Scooby Dooby Doo. Yeah. I get it. It's supposed to be suspenseful and mysterious. This just makes me cringe though. <laughs> it is cringy. But anyway, the kids loved it. Um, I'm pretty sure my husband liked it. He was like, I'll do it. But um, sorry to the Scooby Doo fans. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can like Scooby Doo. I don't care. People like yeah. Scooby Doo. Yeah. I don't know, Matt. But how's your weekend? Uh, my weekend pretty pretty lively um i went into my part-time job i work at a again private practice part-time and i went in for the first time and saw the facility and it is as shout out to Lori. um she's one of the she's the executive director i forget her whole title so i'm just gonna say director not of the whole facility but of something that i'm forgetting um she used the word posh super posh like this is what i am envisioned working in a private practice straight out of grad school would look like like fancy offices very nice decor two floors only seen one floor of private practices just everything looks so nice and fancy and then i saw my office i'm sharing office with another therapist it still looks really really nice and very well kept anna where'd you go All right, we had some technical issues, but who really wanted to hear about my weekend anyway? So I'll make it short. Uh, I'm not. It was pretty cool. I was saying that I went into my new private practice that I work at part-time as a facility. And to use the words of one of my colleagues, uh, Lori, shout out to her. Very posh, very nice. The interior, amazing. It's not that big per se but it's easy to get lost because of how many rooms there are and corridors and things like that two floors saw my office office was cool and yeah i'm going to enjoy going in there and working in person with people feels like a home but other than that went to a friend's birthday party shout out to ashley happy birthday or is it not really belated birthday? Because I already wished you a birth- happy birthday already. So happy birthday anyway. Um, she had a party. We caught up with some old college friends and it was really cool. Her and my friend, her fiance, Justin, they just bought a house too. So we got to experience that, which is great. And other than, you know, taking one of my kittens into a follow-up for a vet and her attacking them and them giving me <laughs> some stuff to give to her <laughs> at home and said, yeah. She was on to us this time. So here's the stuff that you can finish up with at home. I was like, you are scary. This is what she's supposed to do. It was good. And now I'm just well rested, ready to get into the show. That's great. <laughs> All right. Anna, would you like to let our listeners know who we're interviewing today? Oh, wait, 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 wait. We're doing things wrong or I'm doing things wrong because we have a sponsor to talk about for today's episode. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So uh, if you guys haven't heard before, we've mentioned it, I think a few times now. And we've mentioned it on our Instagram page and our Facebook page. Our sponsor is TBD Coffee. 
TBD Coffee. Hey. It's on there. And TBD Coffee, they are sustainably grown and ethically sourced. Everything is freshly roasted. So once you place your order, that's when it's roasted. The cool thing about TBD Coffee is that each month is a new blend. So there's a there's something new to try like each each month. The most recent one that they released has a little like naked dash hound on it. <laughs> Marley, the dash hound, who I think Marley is head of just like head of communication. Affairs. Consumer affairs. Yes, Marley is head of consumer affairs. So very smart dog. But for you guys, listeners, for coffee lovers out there, if you use our promo code YTP15, I get that right, Matt, YTP15. If you, you use our promo, co- promo code, you can get 15% off on anything state uh, site-wide, no minimum purchase, no expiration. So yeah, and there's a... I think we we posted about it last week too. So if you forget like the code YTP15, you know, listen to this episode again or check out our Instagram and Facebook page. (laughs) And we're probably going to promote it moving forward as we remember it more consistently because who doesn't want 15% off of very amazing merchandise, very amazing coffee blends and who doesn't want to support local businesses? Support local businesses, even though we're support local businesses. And Matt, Matt has a cool coffee cup too. His changes colors, and there's a picture of it on our on our page. But like when it's hot, it's like you can see the image super clear, right? And then I have this one. Don't CC me, which I like. When I actually have something hot to sip on, like the coffee blend that I was given from our sponsor, then you guys will be able to see the magical effects of it. Or maybe we'll just put up like a oh Instagram clip of what it looks like when it changes colors. That's a good idea. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instagram reels. And maybe, just maybe, there may be a future giveaway that you can look forward to. Who knows? Ah, yes, yes, yes. We will we will be talking about that. TBD. Ah. <laughs> TBD. Oh, clever, 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 clever. <laughs> Um, oh, I got to remember with this episode, Matt, that we're doing video and audio. I always forget. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly forget. Because I've been like sh- talking about my coffee cup and the listeners cannot see my coffee cup. But did you they show can't it? see it. I did, but they that but if they're just listening and they're oh, watching the right, video. Right. I forgot. Yeah. We're not just the audio podcast anymore. We do video stuff now, too. We have YouTube now, guys. Forgot to mention that as well. Or did we mention it last time? Don't remember. We didn't really. So we got YouTube up, um, but we have not posted our last interview yet. We will be posting that within this week, hopefully. That is the goal. And then this episode as well on YouTube for you guys to view. Now, Matt, now we can talk about our guest. Special guest. Special guest. Yes, yes, yes. So today for you guys, we have Dennis Caravello. I checked with him like five times back to make sure that I said his name right. <laughs> Caravello joining us from Nashville, Tennessee.
Howdy. You Hello. have really great timing. I was very surprised to see that you joined <laughs> just when we were talking about you. I was nervous. I saw you guys chatting. I was like, uh-oh, am I late? I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> they want to throw a wrench in your deal. I was like, uh-oh, what did I do? But it's cool. I'm glad I'm here on time. Yes, welcome yes, you to the just as I was announcing you, so it just made it more magical. Yeah, I was like, this this actually kind of worked out. So. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes me not a liar. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. How are you doing today? Um, good, good. Just hang. Um, no complaints. Yeah, it's a beautiful day here in Nashville, and uh, yeah, just kicking back on a Sunday. All right. Thanks like for having me. Super cold here. Oh yeah, um, yeah. My parents are. I was just talking to them. They're back in uh, northwest suburbs of Chicago, and I think they said it was pretty chilly, but it looks sunny here. It is. Uh, it's sixty-six degrees. It's sunny. Not bad at all. Yeah, I was just sitting outside in a t-shirt, so I mean, it is... Technical difficulties, guys. Technical difficulties, yes. I think we lost him. Well, it's, it's not me this time, though, with my bad connections. <laughs> we'll let Dennis rejoin us. I thought it was me again for a second. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> back? I'm, I'm back. What happened there? My goodness, sorry. We don't know. Um, it happened with uh, Anna too. I think it has something to do with the uh, internet connection. Okay. Is it on my, I think, um, yeah, I'm not sure if it was. If, all right. Well, we're here now. Let's, uh, fingers crossed. Hopefully yeah. I'll uh... Yeah. It, it's totally fine. <laughs> cool. 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 Um, but man, you guys' cameras look better than, anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, so where were we? We were talking about the weather and it is, yeah, it is 45 here. So oh. it's not. It's not great yeah typical though i feel like for like the chicago uh, spring you know like that's usually like that's hoodie weather you know it's a good thing <laughs> yeah and we were just talking about how at least where i'm at is 52 so anna has like the coldest degree temperature than me and like eh, i'll go out in hoodie maybe shorts too yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah sometimes if the sun is out you know you can get away with the t-shirt are you two like uh those guys that wear the cargo shorts when it's like 30 degrees out not cargo but <laughs> i don't actually own a pair of cargo shorts yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh and i actually most of the time i just wear pants i'm always wearing pants my, my parents are always yelling me why don't you put some shorts on you know it's like hot in chicago and they're like it's 80 degrees i'm just used to wearing jeans or a pair of pants i don't know i feel like that's more country like to to wear pants yes to wear pants you know yeah. i've never seen a cowboy and some jean shorts yeah i guess that's true i guess that's true yeah i'm far from probably the furthest thing from a cowboy Um, (laughs) but yes i do agree yeah that's true if i was a ranch hand or something i would not be wearing uh you know shorts oh yeah no one on yellowstone wears yeah (laughs) right 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 um and speaking of yellowstone i think that's a a good transition maybe we can talk a little bit more about your style of music when you say yellowstone because when we've talked before i think we we talked about one of the artists on yellowstone and how the music style is similar to yours and this kind of like americana style Mm -hmm. country music so yeah how would you describe it yeah i would say americana seems to be the most fitting Right, I think what I do, um, and I know it's it seems to be a relative genre, but I like it because it does kind of 
capture a whole big group of genres. You know, it's all like this. I think it's like a big umbrella for blues and bluegrass and soul music and um, just really like American roots music. And then there's like a contemporary aspect, at least in my case, for sure. Um, and I think that that is cool because it's in current day, you know, I'm going to sing about stuff that I've probably been through or, you know, stuff that, yeah. So it's, it's, it's based in, in, it's like American roots music, but there's like a contemporary kind of aspect, I think. And that makes sense if you're taking like some sort of an honest approach or there's like relatability in that. Um, <laughs> I can't really sing about, you know, the forties or the fifties, or I could, if I knew about a certain event, I guess you could kind yeah. of revisit that um, in a song. Yeah. yeah and you write thing. all your own music, right? So. Yes. Yes. There's been a, there are a couple instances where I've written with, you know, a friend or, um, I've recently done a little bit of writing with a friend of mine, Katie Frank, who's a songwriter, by the way. Go check her out. She just put out a new song. And, uh, but yeah, most of the stuff is is all just me writing it. What would you say got you started into trying to be a music artist? I, I think, first of all, loving music to begin with. And then also really, that that's actually a really difficult question to answer. I'm not sure how to answer because I think I've always loved music from a really young age. Um, but I guess if we're going to talk about like me attempting to pursue it on a professional level I don't know that there's like one like a specific answer to that or a particular instance it's just like it felt good to to write songs from a pretty young age um and I enjoy the process uh, and then also seeing like I'm a big fan of live music and all that and that just is always fuel you know you go to a great show or you see a show on YouTube or wherever you're watching you know and that's that's really inspiring and it makes me want to create so does that answer your, <laughs> answer your question yeah, usually, even in like what I do for work, I love to just converse with people. So I'm never really looking for a specific answer. So Ooh. there's always just variances that I'm sure people have when it comes to different rationale experiences when it comes to any question. So I'm just like, I'm just kicking back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loving to hear what you have to offer. Yeah, it, that's interesting. I guess it's it's one of those things too that I probably don't, you know, you don't think about it a whole lot, like in anything, you know, once you do it for a little while, it just mm. kind of becomes like second nature. Yes. It's, it's a part of your day to day. And um, I guess I'm always kind of thinking about songs or thinking a certain line or whether or not that song gets finished, that's kind of up in the air. But uh, yeah, I think I just, I love, I love songwriting and I love, yeah, I love the whole process and, and I just love music in general. So I guess taking that leap um, and being inspired by other musicians and, and li just listening to music. It was, uh, I think that's probably what pushed me in, in, in this direction. With uh, songwriting, you know, um, as therapists, we always, th there's always like that uh, common coping skill suggestion about like, Oh, have you tried journaling? Have you tried, you know, yeah. tracking your moods and daily emotions and things like that. But songwriting, songwriting is sort of like the it's the the artistic form of that, right? So it's more. Yeah, yeah totally. Where you? Fin I didn't want to cut you off in your. No, no, no. Um, yeah, I was just wondering if you like your your thoughts on that and sort of like the therapeutic component of like songwriting. Like, what does it mean to you? Yeah, and it, and it's the 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 legal pad is probably like my therapist. Really, when I think about it, you know, because you're just like spilling your guts half the time, or or you're trying to write something and you get to the end of the song or end of a verse or a chorus, whatever you were writing. And you're like, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm literally, I'm just kind of venting <laughs> in some cases, you know, 
even if you started writing it about, or at least in my case, like you're writing about something else and it's like a little bit of me shows up in there because I think that's natural for me to do that. And yeah, it is totally therapeutic. I mean, you're just, um, I've got a great support system around me, friends and family and, and a, a lovely girlfriend that is happy to uh, let me, you know, get whatever it is off my chest. But sometimes when, you know, you, I pick up a guitar, I'm, try, I'm working on writing something. It's like, that's also a really a great exercise and a, a great way to, uh, to vent when, there, when there's nobody around to vent to, you know, I think. I think, well, yeah, it's different in the, in the, the expression, right? Because I don't want to put down like conversations because we're therapists. So that's the whole thing. Like we converse with people, we listen, we talk, but I feel like for some people, it's easier to write, to express themselves than to speak. Like when you're trying to talk to someone, you're face to face with someone. I think sometimes thoughts get jumbled and that's where Matt and I come in with our jobs. Like when we're meeting with clients one-to-one, well, oh. Is, oh, are you, are you, you're frozen. Are you Matt? No, I'm good. good. I just know that she, when this happened the first time, wasn't a fan of it. So I was just joking with her earlier and saying, you know what, I'm going to probably end up self-sabotaging so that we can all be a unison group. So I can have connection issues and then the audience can know, okay, it's everybody. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like it's your background. Great. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's like my girlfriend's kind of, uh, she, she's, kills it with the like the home decor and all that so we got this little shelf with some stuff and these plants it's a nice it's a quick little setup to it it's like tilt the screen a little bit and there it is oh she's back <laughs> i'm going nuts with this internet <laughs> I've, it's it is driving me it's, i yeah <laughs> no biggie. all right you want to pick back where we left off yes 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 so let's start okay we were at uh, yes, we were talking about uh, expression. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, so little technical difficulties again, but we were talking about how for some people it is easier to write to express than to speak because when we're speaking to someone uh, face to face, especially especially like a loved one, like if you're arguing with like your partner or something like that, and mm-hmm you're trying to express yourself, but you're also trying to hear what they're saying. There's just a lot going on. There's a lot of emotion in the moment. And I feel like sometimes writing things out is a little easier. It definitely yeah. depends on the person, but I don't know. Would So would you agree with that then as a, as a musician, like as a, as a like writer? It, like it's, so like, to be clear, so you're saying maybe it's, it's a little, it's easier to write and vent that way or to express something rather than just having a conversation, you know, verbal. Yeah, sort of that whole, um, you know, you have an argument with someone and then later you think about like, oh, I should have said this, like a better. Yeah. <laughs> better uh, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably. I don't know. I mean, I think it's interesting too. writing songs. Something might come out that won't be. It's not so direct. Like maybe there's a line you've written and it's you know what it means, but it came out uh, on paper different in a different way. Like you're expressing that idea that you had, but maybe it wasn't, it was like the subconscious kind of thing. It comes out in the, in the, in the you know, you, you word it differently when you're writing a song, maybe and you're like, oh, that's what I was going through then. But I, I, I wrote, that's a strange way to put it, but yes, I can, I can understand where I was coming from with that. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Cause it's yeah. like, okay, cause you can tell someone you love them, right? You can say like, yes. I love you, right? Yeah. And there's meaning to that. But then if you write them a letter or a song and you're, you're there's sort of like a story to it or there's more expression, yeah. like these different lines and it's like more of like a transference of 
of your feeling on like a deeper level, right? Yeah. Than just those words, I love you. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, and then there's like always a bunch of different ways to express express an idea. And it depends on, you know, if we're talking about songwriters or, or artists, uh, musicians and whatnot, like it's it kind of depends on how you want to express it. You can, there are a lot of songs that are wonderful that are super direct and they can, you know, you can just say, I love you. And that could be a beautiful thing. But there's other, you know, you can dig into maybe like a, a certain experience that you went through that is unique to that relationship. And that makes for a much more thoughtful experience as well. Like, oh, he or she was really paying attention. And then they wrote this yeah. in the song, you know, like that's cool too. And you're like, oh, like that person went deeper with that than I thought they were going to go. So that's kind of cool. I really appreciate you mentioning that because this is one of the things that sometimes I talk about with my own clients when it comes to expressing things. Mm-hmm. Yes, sometimes the words, obviously they matter, but sometimes they can lose their significance if you use them repeatedly in moments that sometimes are relevant, but don't really carry the impact. So sometimes what I'm hearing is it's also important to make sure that you demonstrate it with different actions. So just yeah. like in the, in the creative process, you're trying to create a completely t- entirely different experience that demonstrates, I remember these moments that really were significant for us as like a couple or for myself individually that are significant and I wanna present it in a way that matters. And that's yeah. what I'm hearing when it comes to your creative process, which is really good. Yeah, yeah. And I think like just the way that I, I like to work is I, I'm always searching for like something that might just be a little bit, um, not that there's anything wrong with you know cliches because those can be really cool too. and. and they're great cliches that are, you know, true and, and uh, wonderful. Because I always like to search for like little nuggets of like just really strange or like kind of unorthodox, you know, or certain lines like grabbing something from a, your personal experience or something somebody else that you knew or that you know went through. And it's cool to like throw these little bits in there where people are like, what is that? What is he talking about there? You know, kind of how I felt about felt about 1979, like your song 1979, like it, the way it starts out it seems like like if you just listen to the first yeah yeah something you're like this song's gonna be about just some random i don't you know like like you don't know where it's gonna go but then you listen to the whole song and you're like oh shit this song is (laughs) (laughs) this is not what this was about (laughs) yeah no totally and that's definitely one where yeah even sometimes when i sing it if I'm playing it out somewhere, I'm always kind of wondering, you know, cause you play a song enough times and there's definitely like a muscle memory thing involved, but every once in a while you're, I'm able to like, or, or that being said, I'm able to maybe like reflect on a certain line, like while I'm playing it and I'm thinking, what are these people thinking? Cause I'm just said that, you know, it was a summer day and I got bit by the neighbor's dog and like, you know, like what? <laughs> but that's, you know, about a real experience that I heard about and the, that ended up in the song. So yeah. And I love that stuff. Uh, I just think it's a fun way to write and just to mix things up. Yeah. That song itself too is like incredibly passionate, but it like hearing it, you wouldn't know that it's not your experience, like mm-hmm. something that you experienced directly. I think I figured it out just because you're not that old. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but I mean, anyone who would listen to it the first time would think like, oh, like because of how passionately you sing it and like how well it's it's written that it's like y- your specific memory. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's a so like stepping into like for that song, stepping into somebody else's shoes and writing about somebody else's experience is super like um, it's, a, it's actually a little bit terrifying because you know it, it feels good in the moment and then you know you maybe finish the song and you're like or you're editing or doing whatever. You, there's really like this, um, a weight, you're carrying this, 
memory through in, er, carrying that on in, in song. And you, you know, you don't want to miss the mark. <laughs> so it's like you either really have to know enough about that story, I feel, or just maybe don't maybe make it more universal, you know, throw in little bits about this or that. But that particular story was were just things that I heard about. Um, and I just had held on to those stories and then decided to write a song about it. Yeah, <laughs> I hadn't written in a while. I think I was getting away from writing or something. And that was the song that kind of re-sparked that like, you know, oh, okay, cool. This would be really something cool to visit and uh, dig into a little bit. So that was, that was a fun song to write. Is it easy to transition from the linear style to more so explorative when you are kind of like writing songs? I guess I don't, I don't really even think about it like that. Um, so that's cool that you asked that because it's, it's, it's a lot about like what I'm listening to at the time or, you know, mm. certain, certain influences, you know, like if I'm, if you're writing something that might be like a blues, you know, that can be a lot more linear and it's, um, and I love, I love that style of writing because I feel like it's right to the point, you know, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't leave a lot of space for discussion, I guess, or you can just, I mean, any, a, a great song is a great song. That's how I look at it really at the end of the day. And uh, so, yeah, looking at linear versus this explorative type of songwriting, um, I don't know. I guess I don't really, I don't really view like go between the two or like, you know, Oh, I'm going to, this is where this song is going to go. I'm going to write in this style. It's more of just like kind of what comes out, you know, yeah. what feels good. And if, if I'm going to, if a song has got more of a rambly kind of vibe and it's really wordy, but it works, usually I'll, I'll stick with it and, and try to hold on to that one. So I don't know. Yeah. If it feels good, I, I, I definitely like to, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with it, I guess is the okay. that's how it works. Yeah. That's kind of vague maybe, but not, at least not for me. I can't speak for the listeners, but for me, it makes sense because it just seems like you are trying to be as natural as possible when it comes to the creation of what your work is. Like you're not trying to put too much thought into it, but you are trying to be a bit effortful in terms of content that you release to your fans. And I think that that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and there have been instances where songs or lines come out and you're like, I've been in that spot where like, I don't really know what, where this came from. And I guess sometimes that'll bug me because you do want all of, you want it to be like an intentional process. You know, I mean, it is a thoughtful thing to, to do, to write a song, and, uh, whether it's for you or for somebody else. Um, uh, so sometimes when those ideas just kind of flow out, you know, there's this, I tend to maybe resist or, or like dig into, dig into it a little bit more sometimes, but I also trying to do a better job of like just honoring that expression and being like, okay, like maybe it's a subconscious thing. It just, it's coming out, you know, I, I like the way it sounds and, and yeah. I kind of understand where that's coming from, you know? What if, okay, I have a question. It's, it's a little, I guess, deep, <laughs> but um, oh, cool. so, <laughs> how do you handle, because Matt and I, I think we have talked about this before, maybe in another episode, but how do you handle songs that are like, just extremely personal like any song that you've written that is about you know, one of the most difficult times in your life having that recorded having that listened to continued like having to perform that song you know um I'm just curious just in general like how do your artists do that because it is just to give you a little background Dennis with trauma work like as a counselor there's um I'm thinking of Matt uh like narrative 
therapy, you know, like kind of taking ownership of your story, whatever sort of traumatic experience you've had, like there's therapeutic component to being able to take ownership of it. The more times you talk about it, it becomes yours and like you take power over it. Okay. I'm curious if that's sort of like a natural thing for artists and like performers because you put so much into the songs that you write and not all of them are happy, you know? Yeah. And and honestly, if I were to look at a lot of the stuff that I've written, they're not necessarily like happy songs. And I don't know that I'm good at writing, you know, in that writing that type of thing. For some reason, the like real topics that hold more weight, maybe stuff that people won't discuss or the stuff that's kind of swept under the rug. I like to pull those ideas out from under the rug. And I don't think, I think it's natural at this point. And I enjoy kind of like really getting into the, the nitty gritty of, of, of those, uh, those topics rather than staying at the surface. Um, and, and that's just, I guess, my preference. Is that intentional? I think it, I think maybe it was intentional and now it's, yeah, I guess it is intentional. Yeah, because if I write a line, I'm always like, oh, maybe I, this needs, there's, this is too, this is a shallow way to put that. And I like to dig deeper, like, you know, and, and maybe think of a personal experience or experience somebody else has been through that's like just a little more like, maybe it'll hit you in the gut a little more, you know? Like, oh, like it's most of the time it's stuff people don't want to hear. And, um, and sometimes those, those ideas are interesting to perform live because, you know, if it's a really heavy song, sometimes it does take me a second to where like I can get, takes me a few passes to get through it without, you know, maybe, maybe losing my cool or something, you know, um, and uh, getting choked up or whatever. And so that's another, that's a totally different can of worms, but I don't want to get too off topic. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't have more like, have like clear answers. Um, no, we've got you. Like everything okay. you're saying makes sense. Like, okay. I feel like for Anna and myself, when we work as therapists, it's essentially that type of structure but not necessarily structured it's like very creative and innovative like when we're trying to work with somebody to assist them with the problem yeah we don't want to go in linear linear linearly per se but we are making sure that we take into perspective like things that they've been through the things that they're saying so that we can kind of assess what's the best way to really get that gut punch if you will when it comes to progress and sometimes it's hard to do that because human nature, you want to, you want to be easy. You want to be kind. You want to be nice. You want to live in happy land all the time, but happy yeah. land is so much more happier when you are able to pull those things from under the rug and say, Hey, here, this is an issue. Let's talk about it. And yeah. then do so with comfort and empathy and understanding. So mm-hmm. long story short, I want to give you a degree in music therapy. Cause this sounds like yeah. <laughs> just with music. Oh gosh. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. I, uh, it, it is really like a, it, it totally is, is therapeutic for sure. And I've, I've recognized that in, in recent years, I think the process is, I think there are definitely times where I'm actually, I'll actively try and not write with myself in mind because it's so easy to do that. I think because we, we are who we are, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. our ideas are naturally going to come out because it's us speaking or addressing certain things, you know, we're, we all can relate to our own experiences best, right? I would say it's a personal thing. And so, yeah, there are definitely times where I try to like step out of my own shoes because it, it really is, it becomes so therapeutic and you're like, oh my gosh, this was about this. And it's like, I ended up in every verse of the song. <laughs> so, but it's natural. And uh, 
yeah, like I said, I try to embrace that and just let let the song do its thing because you know, like I said, that legal pad definitely is is like a is for sure like a therapist. And sometimes you're just rambling and you get to the end, you're like, oh, I just I just totally uh, I worked that out. <laughs> you know, you definitely are like uh, I think he has the ther- the skills of yes. a therapist. That's what I'm getting the vibes I'm getting because oh, what you're saying, like, because what what you're doing, Dennis, when you're like singing about other people's experiences and then kind of finding a way to connect with them and making them your own like that's empathy and that's that's what we do like that's yeah it's the core of like being a therapist like yeah not everyone has that the ability to do that definitely so so you're like you're special (laughs) gosh thank you so much that's very sweet of you to say that um and it's interesting it's it's cool to hear that honestly and so thank you guys both for that um yeah I don't know it's a it's it's definitely like a unique process and everybody writes differently and um, I'm sure therapists are similar you guys all kind of guys and gals work in your own own unique ways and I'm sure everyone has a different approach and maybe some things work great for one person and for whoever's next to it it could be a totally totally different deal Um, but for me personally yeah the the therapeutic side of it and I think most songwriters will, will probably say something similar it is it is like that you know and there's you're digging up demons and and all sorts of stuff that maybe you know you you don't want to address, but it's like, well, it's probably, probably going to come out if you're, if you're trying to be honest and, uh, yeah. and it's cool. And it's, uh, it can be a struggle. It can be painful and, but it's cool. I think at the end of the day that I'd rather, I'd rather break down playing a song live than, than, you know, walk off a stage or, or, or leave an experience having played a song, knowing that I didn't, I didn't uncover all of it you know I just like to do that and I'm sure some cases it's better off not you know uncovering all of it but for me personally I kind of like to just leave it all out there I don't know I think that's uh part of what makes you like unique as an artist or a good artist because Matt and I we both like okay everybody likes the music that's just kind of like nonsense party music every once in a while you know yeah okay pop (laughs) I'm not sure like put down any genres Matt but yeah we all like you know the whatever music to listen to that doesn't mean anything but the music that really helps to connect people uh is is the is the music that has that 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 passion in it the real experiences talking about stuff that other people don't want to talk talk about because by Mm -hmm. you doing that 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 helps um the listeners to, to the listeners to your music like know that they're not alone in these experiences yeah and and that's what makes music powerful and with country music because i was gonna get on this rant today (laughs) here it's starting because it's gonna happen you just said that (laughs) you just said that with a little bit of a draw didn't you (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh oh yeah i can't have a a draw from where i'm from awesome yeah (laughs) but um yeah with country music it's just I like I like pop country it's fun you know I like the 90s country I like the early 2000s country but we have strayed so far from you know Hank Williams and then the you know the the music that was depressing but meaningful and real and talking about things that people don't want to talk about especially in country music these days and what is it in the past like couple decades it's just been it's been primarily pop and I don't know how many songs I can listen to about a truck. I had a truck. I loved my truck. I had a 1990 Chevy Cheyenne. <laughs> <laughs> I 
and that was the that was the truck that I learned to drive on I drove that thing in the city I drove that thing downtown Chicago I did not care I loved that truck but I can only listen to so many songs about trucks (laughs) you know and so that's what makes you like we need more artists like you out there that are especially in the country like folk Americana genre like talking about real issues you know and that's uh one of the reasons i really like your song uh blank faces that song thank you (laughs) yeah um i'm I'm glad you dig it yeah it's um that one's definitely got a a bit more weight to it and again i I don't like it's not like i try to like what's you know how am i going to show these show the listener that i'm you know this passionate guy and i wear my heart on my sleeve and all this it's it just like again that's just something that i choose to maybe approach a topic or an idea that way where it's just like, here it is. (laughs) I think what I realized is that all my favorite songwriters kind of looking at their, listening to their music, after you listen for a while, you're like, some of these things are just direct, they're right in your face. There's no beating around the bush. It's just like, here's this story and I'm gonna tell you the story, you know, and we're gonna hear about all the little intricacies as well, um, which really, I think, can make a story that much cooler. I think, and it's, 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 um, no, it's personal. It makes it more personal. Even if you can't relate to whatever that flat tire in that song or whatever you could, it's cool to, the imagery is, is beautiful and, um, cool to explore. Anna and I, we talked about, I don't know if on air or off air, how, when it comes to our interest in music, while we love it to the T, it came from siblings that we have. My sister, really got me into R&B and soul back when I was uh, young in the 90s. And I know you mentioned your brother introduced you to a whole slew of like different genres. And with who you are as a songwriter and as an artist, who would you say that influence comes from in your life, whether it be family members or friends? Just in general, like who influences me? Well, more so in reference to like how you really got passionate about music, you know? Oh, okay, okay. Well, so it's interesting. My grandparents, my grandfather and my mother on my mother's side and my grandmother, my, my father's mom, they both played music, but all of the parents, our parents in the family, they don't, none of them played any music. So, and again, it was never pushed on us is like, I know some kids grow up and they're like, they get tossed into piano lessons and that's awesome. I think that's yeah. super cool. Cause just to be, even if you, you don't have to grow up and be El, you know, to be Elton John or Billy Joel, but it's cool to, uh, I think music's just a wonderful thing in general. So to be exposed to that in an early age, I think is super valuable. But I think uh, influence wise, my, my family, we love music. It was always on around, you know, one particular experience or experiences I can recall was like being in my aunt's backyard in, in Arlington Heights, Illinois. We grew up, she had a pool and we'd be over there all the time in the summer. And I, she always had an oldie station on. And this is at this point, I was probably listening to like, I was like, anti whatever the adults were listening to you know I was <laughs> heavily into skateboarding and was really getting into punk rock and all the stuff that you know was maybe a little left of center whatever that might you know alternative music I guess is what it would be alternative punk rock and that sort of thing but there was always soul music on it. there was like you know I was hearing the temptations and Harold Melvin and the blue notes and all this stuff that was on these oldie stations and it was funny to watch that come full circle to where it's like now that's like all I want to listen to <laughs> Yes. At the time it was, you know, but it's this thing that probably was always in the back of my brain, like, hey, don't forget about me. Like, this is, you're going to love this one day, I promise you, you know? And so 
that particular experience, just hearing that music played at, at my aunt's house for sure. And then my parents were always taking us to little local fests. And so the influence came from, I think, them being so into, as listeners, so into music, you know? So when I, I think it, when I expressed that I maybe wanted to play guitar and be a little, a rock and roll nut, um, they were like, oh, okay. So they, they got me guitar lessons at a really young age. And yeah, so I guess my, my parents and, and yeah, family and, and then friends around you growing up, you know, once you found people that kind of were like-minded as yeah. far as, as music listeners, you're like, oh, cool. And then you had like this, you could connect on that level. And then, yeah, so I guess that, that love for music from family, friends, all connecting through music. Again, it's hard to say like what really made me want to create. So it's interesting to discuss that today. Um, so I appreciate you bringing that up because this is going to be now after this today, I'm going to go over and be sit out on the balcony. Like, oh, how did this happen? You know, I don't, I, I don't really know, but I know that something struck me seeing this one particular guitar player in a local Chicago band. They're called the Buckinghams. I always talk about this. They had this guitar player, Bob Abrams. So it's, it's unorthodox in the sense that I wasn't like, Jimi Hendrix didn't blow my mind at a young age. He, he blows my mind now. Or Stevie Ray Vaughan, B.B. King, love all those cats now. But this guy, Bob Abrams, had this red Fender Stratocaster guitar, and he would just rip. He was great. And I remember really being moved by that at a young age, probably four or five, like five or six. Yeah. And I loved that. I thought that looked so cool. And that was a huge influence. That's probably the main influence was, was seeing that. And we'd go see this local band around at all these little fests and whatnot. And uh, my, my family loved him. And he was, a, yeah, yeah. That answer, that was kind of, I went way... No, that, that that exactly is the content we are looking for. That yeah, was, yeah. We're digging deep. We're digging deep. <laughs> what do you like most about performing? What you're listening to and performing live? Well, for one, it just feels good. When you can connect with your instrument or a song, if you're playing solo or like when you can, when, but when you can connect with other people that you play with, like your bass player, your drummer, and things just lock and it feels good. And it's not always, you can't always put your finger on why it worked or why that was such a wonderful experience. But that's something that I definitely live for. And this day and age, being away from the stage so much in the last year and a half or so, I mean, I've done some gigs here and there, but I almost forget why, why what I love so much about music in, in the live experience until I get there and I, I do it. And I'm like, okay, it's, it's cool to, to move an audience you know, you hear a room get quiet all of a sudden when everybody's all drunk and whatnot. And you're like, okay, we, we did, I don't know what we did. I'm not sure what just brought them in, but we, uh, I'm happy. I'm happy to see that happen. Um, folks come up to you after a set and they like pick out this one song and they said, I was tearing up. And it's like, whoa. So that's really cool too. I liked that. I like knowing that me spending the time with songs is not lost, you know, taking the time with, with a, a word or a line you know the fact that when you can see that come to fruition you play it live and someone's like oh man like that was you know and then choose you like you weren't born in 1979 were you <laughs> <laughs> no 1992 1992 but yeah moving people i think that's that is so and, and you don't really think so much about it until you're having a beer or whatever after your set or you're packing up and someone like tracks you down and comes up to you like, hey man that was you know that song really hit me and it's like that's cool even it could be one person a night it doesn't matter you know and sometimes it doesn't happen but that's definitely on those drives home or wherever you're headed after uh it's it's cool 
it's cool to think about that and know that you you connect it with somebody. I think that's what's so important about music is connecting with people. Whether it's a part, whether it's a party song or a, whatever, just making people feel good, or maybe that person hadn't hadn't um, visited this you know issue that they were going through, and maybe this song brought that out and made them feel like, oh, okay, it's cool. I can be honest with myself about this, and and like you had said before, that they're not alone. You know, I guess in that, whether it was an experience, a traumatic experience that they went through. Maybe hearing me address that, they're like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I feel like that just kind of like lifts some weight from your shoulders when you can hear somebody else talking about it. It's nice. It's not nice, but it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Matt, I don't know, man. This man sounds like a therapist. <laughs> the more he talks. Oh, gosh. We can send you a link to get a certification. <laughs> if, you want, if you want it, we got you. I think it's, well, yeah, whatever. Yeah, send it <laughs> Man, that would be a great outcome from this show. Next thing you know, <laughs> Dennis becomes certified music therapist. <laughs> Even on tours, I want to pick one person in the audience. We have a one-on-one conversation. It's based off music. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's so like everybody's experiences are different, you know? And I think in song, you know, someone's going to hear your song. Like, I think we had chatted about this. You know, even if it's a personal experience, somebody's probably going to walk away from that. Mm-hmm hearing that song and they're going to have a different idea in their head or they're going to relate to, you know, take your idea and relate that to something that, that they went through. And they're like, this is kind of similar. And that's the idea that I think is going to, they're going to lock into rather than, cause they don't know you that well, usually, you know, unless it's a friend or family member that can say, Oh wow, he wrote about that, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's unique. It's a unique experience for everybody. Um, whether it's probably whether it's therapy or songwriting or, or going to a, a, a concert it's it's different and it's cool to to dig into into that I guess well exactly (laughs) what you were saying is uh kind of how I feel about Mountain Man which Mm -hmm. I have to talk about because I really like that song yeah you like that one I'm I'm happy you like it that's all I like it a lot uh because it's just it's exactly like you're like you're saying like when I hear that song I'm like directly connecting it to my own life because I think it sounds like you're maybe singing about like a grandparent or something like it I don't know I don't know it's yeah (laughs) it's a uh sorry were you done you could finish your did you have more to say (laughs) no 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 that's what I the vibe I got from it but I like well I do really like the line um because you keep saying uh like I've never seen hill country yeah but I wish I had uh that's the line that I I really connect to and then just talking about like the har- a hardworking person because yeah. like I think about Mexico and like my parents or my um grandparents in Mexico that yeah. I never got to meet but I've heard all these stories of and just thinking about like it, it becomes almost a part of you like you hear these stories about your about your family that you haven't experienced things that you haven't seen but it feels yeah, yeah. embedded yeah that's an interesting song um because it is totally fictional. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I like it. <laughs> I can still yeah, yeah. It. No, I'm glad you like it. I think that's cool. That this is again what I was talking about. It's always someone's always gonna take something different away from the listening experience, I think. Unless it's crazy direct and like I said, unless you know the artist and you're like, oh, okay, I know exactly what he's talking about. This is that one night when he was way too drunk, you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that song is is interesting because I think the way it started was I was just kind of messing around on guitar at, at home. And I think I wrote it probably five years ago or so, four or five years ago. And it, I was just playing like some bluegrass style stuff on guitar. I'm just like singing this little lyric. 
And then I was like, oh, I kind of like this. So I like finished the song. Um, and I think I had recently seen a documentary on this, this famous moonshiner named Popcorn Sutton. And uh, First of all, moonshine is awesome. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, the, the real stuff is for sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's potent. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I had seen that. And I think the imagery from that, seeing this guy drive around in this old like Model T or whatever, Model A, I don't know. It was this old, old car. And he would drive this around in the hills and go to these different moonshine stills. And I was just thinking about what it would be like to grow up in that environment and that kind of be the way of like not knowing any different as far as like how you're going to make your living. Yeah. And so that was kind of the idea behind that song. And then just, yes, referencing the grandpa thing was just kind of referencing this, this guy getting older. And the guy who showed him what to do, I guess, had passed and he's kind of carrying on this, this thing. It was, yeah. That's cool though. Because, like, yeah, like you're, oh, so you, you saw something, you were inspired by it and you yeah. create this whole like story based yeah. off of it. And then it's a story that, yeah, others can connect to like here and- but there's still there's still something real behind it though, right? Because I mean, yeah. like you're still talking about you said to yourself, like it's something that I don't know, like you like the the idea of, right? Like yeah, 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 I, definitely. And that's where I said, you know, it's like again, I try to do like, especially trying to step in other shoes or tell some story, even if it's a fictional story, can be scary because you know you're probably going to play that sometime, and somebody might have a better idea about that way of living they probably know it better than you do. And so that part is scary, you know, because sometimes, you know, with songs, that's not something you're constantly thinking about. And now I definitely am way more conscious of it because you're, that's going to impact someone somewhere down the line or someone's going to hear it and think, man, this is this bullshit. He doesn't know what this is, you know? So if it's, if I'm ever writing about an experience that I really don't know that well, it, most of the time I've definitely seen a documentary or I've, I've seen something. I've, I've kind of got a, had a glimpse, you know, into Who's at whoever's lifestyle I'm, I'm writing about, and so from that I've, I've you know taken song ideas and, and uh, worked with them as best I can. And then like that that like I've never seen Hill Country. That was my kind of my my view on it because it was something I, I think it's such a it's it's this kind of cool super like dangerous way of living, and then also trying to I'd like to I'd love to step into those shoes and, and see what these people are going through. And that was kind of the the purpose in that course i guess yeah i have two questions mm-hmm. if i don't choke before then don't get a sip of water <laughs> I'm kidding. first question and this is more so because you mentioned how you wrote that song five years ago i thought that was cool and i've always known this about artists how they record a lot of music but sometimes it doesn't often get released so they have maybe stores of music but i'll never get to listen to them how do you choose the music you want to release? Hmm. So the first, that last record I put out was the first full length body of work. So you kind of have a little more to choose from, I feel like, when you're mm-hmm. right out of the gate like that, because you kind of waiting to cut a record or maybe you've had an EP out. I don't think I write that many songs. So yeah, I guess it, again, it goes back to that feeling thing. Does it feel good? You know, do, mm-hmm. do you like the delivery of it? If you're playing with a band, are they, if they're like telling you, hey man, sometimes that's a big influence. You're like, you gotta cut that song. <laughs> you're like, okay, all right. Cause maybe you don't, you know, that's a beauty about, you know, being surrounded by great musicians or, or, or engineers or producers, whoever you're working with is that sometimes they're gonna like 
if you're kicking the ass and say, Hey, like you, you'd be, you'd be silly not to cut that one or something. So that is also super important. But yeah, I think if, if it's a song that most of the time it doesn't take me very long to realize that I really connected with it. And if other people are connecting with it, that's kind of a tell for me just to be like, okay, Okay. let's let's put this on a record i'm getting ready to do i'm getting songs together for the next record so that was a great question so i've got like a list that i'm like oh which, which what should we be putting on here and so okay i like that yeah second question and this is more so in reference to our pre-interview where i disclosed that thanks to your music and like certain singles that i've heard in the past i have more of invested interest to explore country music Mm-hmm. For listeners like me who will listen to this interview, get intrigued by your music and go, holy shit, this is the good shit that I've been missing out on. <laughs> what, Thank you. What would you say makes a good country music record? Oh, man. That's an intense question, Matt. <laughs> it is. It is. I, I don't even know what I'll be saying sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a question? that you had ready or was that just the no i have nothing oh, wow. ready nothing oh, this is awesome. i don't awesome. have anything ready <laughs> oh that's killer this is killer you guys are asking great questions you must be professionals no um <laughs> i went to school for this i didn't know that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a tricky one because i didn't grow up you know on country music necessarily maybe i could just veer off a hair and just maybe focus more on what makes it just a great record in general because i think huh. these days i'm i'm more so focused on like trying to better understand an artist's direction when I'm listening to a record or in, in kind of taking the genre out of it. Yeah. I think what makes a great record in general is, you know, when you can listen all the way through the other day, we talked about D'Angelo's voodoo, you know, mm-hmm. it was definitely something I'm like, I don't, I don't, that's not a, a style of music that I'm recording. You know, it's definitely an influence on me and it might not be. So you might not take that away from what you listen to on, on, on my records, but when you can listen to an album all the way through and it like, it just connect like every song, you get to that last track and it, it raps and you're like, how do you do, how do you make that any better? <laughs> I think sometimes it's not something again, like that you can put your finger out and you're like, oh man, I, it's, it's a feel thing. But I think what makes a great record is, is an honest record. Yes. When there's no second guessing whether or not the, that, that there was struggle involved in the songwriting process and uh, and it was heartfelt experience create creation wise. Yeah, that's what I look for. I look for rawness and, and just people being real, you know. Mm-hmm. Again, party songs are great, you know, and they're great. I mean, look at like I love Prince, <laughs> you know, and those those songs are heavy, like like even like Little Red Corvette. Some of those, th- those are great verses in that song, you know, and they're really like unique. And um, that's the stuff I look for in a great song great records i just like honesty really and when we talked about that i really appreciated you just mentioning that when it comes to how you consume music you don't try to disparage like one particular genre me like i just did earlier pop that's just one i respect and at the same time because of the level of maturity that i've had to go through as far as my own like development as like a kid from adolescent to adulthood and also just the profession that i work in it takes it doesn't take a lot, but sometimes you really have to look inward in order to be like, you know what? I want to learn how to embrace all things, not to the same yeah. extent that maybe most people do, but just enough to say, you know what? I can understand why people appreciate this. 
Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that's, that's super valuable. Um, and that's like looking at anything in life. Um, I do that a lot more now. Like if someone's honking their horn at you and the light just turned green and you're like, chill the fuck out. But now I'm more like that person might just be having a shitty day. You know, you don't know what they're going through. So that being able to relate that way has been super cool. And now rather than, you know, I think there are definitely people that will bash, you know, bro country or they'll go out of their way to really like and i i don't think that that's necessary to do i think if if people are moved by music or it is their escape or their way to address if it makes them feel good i think it's cool then keep listening to that you know and these artists too if they're creating that way and they're like they're honest people and that that makes them feel good and their their fans feel good then what's wrong with that? You know, it's not, it's not about country or rock and roll or man, this is, you know, I only listen to old school country and fuck this new shit. You know, it's like, okay, I understand that, but it's like, I think that sometimes it's not necessary and um, you don't have to, you don't have to do that. You don't have to make that music and you don't have to listen to, to whatever you don't want to listen to. It's your prerogative. If that makes somebody else feel good, that makes me feel good. <laughs> you know, it's cool. So I try to see, I try to see things that way now. There was this uh, one song that came out, I think a week or two ago that I sent on a music video of, and she has sent me the song to listen to because we hadn't like checked each other's songs yet. And we both were like, man, this is, has a really great melody, but it's a really shitty song. And I was thinking about going like, oh, we could do like an exclusive feature where you do your reaction to it on the podcast, but I don't want to subject you to it because it, it really has a good melody and it's catchy, but I hate it. I hate that song so much. I know exactly what we're talking about. That song's <laughs> hilarious. Yes. Wait, yeah, what no. song is it? <laughs> it's, a, it's a rap song with the uh, trap subgenre and this group of guys samples um is it michelle branch yes michelle branch um oh. thousand miles yeah oh wait 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 th- isn't that isn't that vanessa carlton right oh. right <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. If, if that's that's a thousand miles right yeah yeah, yeah. yes it's yeah. now i gotta hear it because that that's a i love that song <laughs> the song's called who i smoke and it's by a bunch of people it's hilarious like it just starts because it starts off like with um a thousand miles like and you know that song like it's just oh, yeah. really like you know it's a classic it's a yeah. classic and then all of a sudden it goes <laughs> to uh i don't know matt do you want to explain it <laughs> no i don't want to i don't want to I don't want to ruin this new relationship we are, we are fostering on the podcast. I don't want to subject and traumatize you to any content that may just go, yeah, no. So, no, this is cool. not a love song. I'm, I'm an open-minded man. <laughs> I I am too, but sometimes I have my limits. And this yeah. song pushes me to my limits. It's rough. I'm gonna after this. I'm gonna put it on. <laughs> uh, i definitely want to check this you song listen out. to who i smoke yeah matt <laughs> matt sent me the youtube video and then i sent him the spotify link because i was i was just laughing i was laughing so hard when i heard it it's rough huh it's, it's just can't even say it's rough it's just the two should not be mixed and yet it still works but yeah. because of how old i am i just just can't like for the young kids sure but for me, as 31, at 31 years old and a therapist, I can't, no. <laughs> wow. I'm definitely going to, I'm definitely going to uh, put this on and, and get your, your, both your info. And I'm going to, I'm going to text you guys and say, hey. 
I still, I just think it's funny. Um, yeah. Pretty funny. I like genre, like I like pretty much all genres. The only stuff that I can't really get into is like just elevator music. <laughs> it's like uh, you know, from the 90s, yeah. that, that stuff that plays in the elevator. I just can't find anything redeeming about it. Okay. But and I used to say that I didn't like jazz, but that's not true. I do like jazz. I, do, yeah. I didn't realize the extent of what jazz was but i i do i do like all genres i just think i think from our last interview it solidified things a little bit uh for me more our last artist interview we interviewed a hip-hop artist called nicholas may a chicago hip-hop artist and he was talking about the hip-hop industry and how sometimes there's a lot of music that is put out that is just based on funding that the artist had yeah no there's no quality to it you know? Yeah, that's where it gets strange for me, because, you know, you're, especially when you're people that aren't songwriters or, you know, they're, they're just curious about your career, they'll ask you, well, when are you going to, there's like the whole thing, like, when are you going to make it big and all these like mm-hmm. weird, it's so different for every individual as an artist and tons of folks just aren't even really searching for that sort of thing. Whereas if like this idea of like celebrity is being a celebrity is like high on the list, but there's no like, like what 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 do you want to be a celebrity for? You just want the, the glitz and the glamour. I, I don't know. It's so yeah. Just just to make a song because you know it's gonna make you tons of money is yeah. really is that always stumps me. And that's what I get from this song that I just mentioned. That's probably the main reason why it's hard for me to sit with. Because I can enjoy it easily, but I know that there wasn't much thought put into this. It was just like a, an amalgamation that normally is fun. Like I know when uh, Jay-Z and Linkin Park did their like mashup album, it was cool and it was innovative and it was something new for both of them. But yeah. this was like a really quick cash grab and yeah. shock and reaction like I'm giving them now. So I probably shouldn't have talked about it. Oh, well, too late. <laughs> but that's exactly what I was talking about like with, uh, country, with country music as well. I think... We tend to think about like hip hop and country as like two completely different things, but there's some similarities with that. I it, you can totally disagree with me. No, I, I do so. not care <laughs> if it's wrong because I just feel like that's something that's been happening more and more with country music lately. Is is like I'm just gonna put out this song just because I have the money to do it or because it's gonna it's gonna bring in money. Like yeah, people might enjoy it and it might be like a fun song, but there's just nothing to it where country music I think used to be or what I what I liked about it was that it was supposed to be kind of like the working man's music you know and it's it's um in um Spanish like in Mexico there's uh this music genre called like rancheros which is like Mm -hmm. you know like ranch music and it's music about you know uh working and you know love yeah. and family and all of the, the sorts of things and country music is kind of the closest related genre to, to mm-hmm. ranchero music so my dad he listens to rancheros but he also likes johnny cash and he likes willie nelson um, yeah because there's like a connection there right totally you know, like the, the the average man's music but yeah. now it's getting i just feel like it's just getting a little bit closer to more like yeah what we're seeing with like hip-hop and pop where it's just i have the money to put this out so i'm going to put it out or this is going to bring in cash so i'm going to not that there's anything inherently wrong with that but then it's like i'm not going to connect to it yeah know? yeah when well when you can 
especially if you're not, you know, creating yourself, if you're a listener and, and it's at that point for the listener, like that, that is, that terrifies me, you know, cause when, once people realize that it's just this, I guess it depends what you want. Like you said, you know, if you, we, we love to listen to party music, you know, it's fun. Have a couple drinks or whatever, whatever. If you don't drink, that's cool too. It's still fun to dance around and whatnot while you're sober. <laughs> but there is like, there's a time and a place. And I think sometimes it's more just, maybe someone just more into the field and not really listening to the, cause I've definitely heard some songs. People are like, oh, you haven't heard this. They put it on. My first, my brain goes right to the, to the lyrics. Yeah. It always just goes to, to what's coming out of their mouths. That's usually what loses me in a lot of, in a lot of music where you're like, what? Like, this is not, this is not real. Like, or maybe it is for you, but you can't relate to it. Cause you're like, that's not who I am. I don't know. Some things you can't, you can't connect with. And it's like, that's cool too. Right. Cause you're like, oh. yeah. And I, I totally agree with you about like the whole, like, if it's fun, you know, okay. Look, Brooks and Dunn. I love Brooks and Dunn. I used to love Tim McGraw. Yeah. All their songs that meaningful. Dana, I know some great McGraw songs though. Yeah. Yeah. But I know Tim McGraw doesn't write all the songs. So <laughs> just, yeah. you know, so it, it, it's, it's, um, but I mean, like they're fun. They're like the classics. I mean, Brooks and Dunn, I definitely kind of hold it a higher. And like killer songs though, that, that era, like that particular era, you know, like Tim McGraw, like just to see you smile. There's some great, great words. <laughs> that's like my favorite. Yeah. That's one of my favorite yeah. songs. His, so, uh, the album where it was, um, oh man, he had a song called like blank sheet of paper. It was, it was one of those ones where I liked the whole album. Okay. Um, just be your tear was on this album. Okay. It was, uh, I think it was after his dad died. Okay. And so it was a little bit more real, but that that was an album where I was like, I can listen to this thing all the way yeah. through, and it's yeah. good. But we we don't. I don't know. I just feel like I don't see that as much anymore. So yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's kind of like anything. Like uh, big baggy pants are back in again. So I mean, it's like there's oh yeah, Jankos or whatever they're called. Oh, Jinko, yeah, Jinko jeans. Um, yeah, bigger pants and, and puffy skate shoes are back in. Like. But I think there's like there are trends like in anything, and uh, you know, I mean, if you if you if that's something you're into, and you want to you want to follow that, hop on that wave. I think that's like again, if you're happy doing that, and that's what, what you feel your purpose is, then by all means do that. You know, as long as you're being honest with yourself, I really don't care. That's cool. It really uh, just it really I already cut you off. Um, no, no, no. Go ahead. It reminds me like I've always noticed. I'm sure everybody has that trend of like '70s, '80s, '90s. And then now we have the 2000s. And I've always noticed, like, as far as style, we revert back to those last four decades. So, like, now we're back in the 90s again with the 90s, early 2000s with the skater shoes and the baggy jeans. And I was like, when are we going to get there? But I guess I also forgot that that was the thing that we could go back to. So that's why I'm like, oh, this is on time. And yet, I don't know why I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. And some of the, I think it's, I think it's kind of cool. Like, I don't know. Again, it's it's like this honest thing. I mean, style is cool. It's something I'm always paying attention to. I think it's interesting, and uh, it's it's cool to have your own identity and express yourself in all sorts of ways. You know, whether it's what you listen to or the the giant pants that you want to wear, <laughs> whatever it is. I think it's cool. If you feel good doing that, by all means, do it. You know. Yeah. I don't think I can wear Jinko jeans at this point, though. Those I'll have to Google them. Those I'm never gonna wear. Yeah, like really long now. pockets. <laughs> they like the back pockets were super long. And they had like designs like on one pocket or pipe, pipe jeans. All right, I got them. <laughs> oh, oh, so like bell bottom kind of sort of. 
Kind of. They would like cover your shoes a lot. Yeah. Bigger. <laughs> it's bigger yeah. than Bill Pop. Usually there was a, a wallet chain involved. Oh, I remember those. Yeah, the big wallet chain. Yeah, I remember. That was the thing. <laughs> but it's all cool. Yeah, like there's just cycles and, uh, and trends. And music is one thing for me that, and just in general, I tend to resist what seems to be working, <laughs> which sounds really strange. But once I see something that's been done or is where everybody else is gravitating, what they're gravitating toward, I, I tend to just try to do something to shake it up a bit and not, you know, I don't, I don't know why, but I think looking back and reflecting on most of my life, I think that's kind of always how I've been. So I don't know. Yeah. And if you tell me that, that I'm not doing something right, then it's probably intentionally that I'm, that I'm doing it that way. I don't know. Yeah. I love the fact that, I don't know if all of us have noticed this, but I love that we were so into the interview and now we're going into what I enjoy the tangential conversations. This is what makes the podcast pop to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love, you know, I'm always like, like who wants to hear what I have to say? You know what I mean? But coming from me, who is constantly watching like day in the life videos on all sorts of stuff, musicians, skateboarders, all like this is stuff that I watch on a daily basis on YouTube and whatnot. I'm always just like binge watching all that. And you're like, oh, like I'm consuming this stuff, you know? And like, it's cool to hear about the inner workings or what that person eats for breakfast. It's interesting to see yeah. how, they, how they function. You know, there's something really intriguing about that. So podcasting, I think is cool. And that's why I dig podcasts because you really, it's people having a conversation for the most part. And I think that's the stuff that I always dig, you know. You make a really good point. I remember the MTV, like behind the scenes, like stuff for like different artists. I miss that so much. Yeah. Ever yeah. since you just mentioned it just now. Mm-hmm. That stuff's killer, like uh, VH1 storytellers. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or behind behind the music. Was that? I can't remember which one. That was MTV or VH1, one of those, yeah. yeah. But I love that. I'm huge. I love documentaries and, and uh, yeah, any kind of documentary, too. But the new Tina Turner documentary was. I have not seen it yet. I saw that's it. Really I've seen like very, almost every music documentary that's yeah. anything. That was <laughs> super heavy and, and sad and in a lot of spots, but it's, I mean, it was, it was great. I think it was really, really well done. Okay. I have, this is my last question. I don't, I don't know if you have any more. I don't think I have any more. Okay. Have, I, have I been able to answer these questions adequately? Yes. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure. This one is going to sell the entire episode, though. Oh, gosh. When you potentially have a documentary released based on your career, can we interview you for it? Oh, 100%. Hey, yay! (laughs) 100%, yeah. You guys have made this experience, like, great. This is is a wonderful chat with both of you. It's cool to open up. Um, I enjoy doing it because it allows me to, especially when you have no sort of game plan you don't have questions beforehand or anything it's Mm. you know i like that approach to most things because you're just like hit with stuff right you know like out of nowhere and it gives you a second to like oh okay reflect on stuff that i don't think about maybe you do think it's like a subconscious thing so when someone does ask you a question like that's heavy or really deep yeah (laughs) you kind of have to take a second minute okay let me think about this for a moment so I figure out a lot of stuff along the way doing these types of things and I appreciate it. Yeah. 
that's cool. how therapy works though right we ask yeah, yeah. but because we don't send our clients like the questions we're going to ask ahead of time it's like right, right, yeah. moment, and then everything is figured out as you're talking <laughs> like you're just like yeah yeah and one thing leads to the next and you know then we're next thing you know you're talking about big baggy pants and uh <laughs> and wallet chains oh man no no well no not for me maybe, <laughs> maybe when i'm older yeah <laughs> when you're older. all right dennis so thank you so much uh for joining us thank you for being on the show uh, yeah oh and for our listeners check out your new or dennis's new single cold cold heart uh is there anything you want to add about that really quick um yeah cold cold heart that came out on april 9th you can listen to that just about anywhere youtube apple music spotify it's out on most music platforms should be and got a couple dates up north actually i'll be with uh, my trio in wakanda illinois on may 14th and then on the 15th i'll be in arlington heights illinois at arlington ale house Uh, follow me on instagram anybody that's tuning in and, and i'd love to keep in touch with both of you yeah, come to some shows, everybody, and uh, find me on Bands in Town. You can track me on there and see where I'll be playing next. And slowly starting to pick up some shows again and uh, just trying to be safe and respectful and, you know, crazy times. But, yeah, I appreciate everybody listening to the music. And thank you guys so much for, for inviting me and uh, allowing me to kind of dig a little deeper into what I do. So I'm really, really super grateful. I'm glad you guys are digging some of these songs. And I love what you guys do. Well, Matt and I will have to check out that show. Oh, it's yes. nice. I was just going to say, yeah, Wakanda's well, not that far from me, I think. Where, I don't know where I live. You're, you're not, you're not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't. I live in Lake County. That's what I know, okay. <laughs> which is not okay. far from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Wakanda could potentially be in Lake County. I have no idea. I think it is. I think Wakanda is in Lake County. I'm not going to make the corny joke that Wakanda's in Black oh, my Panther. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Black Panther thing? Yeah, I'm wow. not gonna make that joke. That's too easy. <laughs> yeah. Come out to the show for sure. Would love to see you guys there and, and get to meet you in person. This has been a, a blast, really. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, you bet. You bet. We'll see you guys. I'll uh I'll shoot you a message. I'll get y'all's info and we would love to stay connected. It's been really a, a great pleasure to chat with both of you. I just put the link for that music video in the chat. So oh, I don't I forget the expression. Something to have you depart with. I don't remember what it is. A parting gift. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> what's it, what's the song called? Who 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 you smoke? Who I smoke? Who, who I, smoke. I smoke? But also, Matt, we forgot to ask Dennis one last question because we forgot about our non-new music Friday recommendation. So now we're really going to put you on the spot because yeah. we need a music recommendation for you, for our listeners. It could be anything, just any, any song that you're, it could be your own song. If you want to like self-promote, we're totally about that. Um, or yeah. Just anything. Yeah. Some friends of mine, bands called Michigan, Michigan Rattlers. They just put out a new song called that kind of life. Leave that to me. Let me just double check. I'm, I'm gonna write this down because I don't want to get this. Wrong. And yes, they're you know they're guys that I know, and uh, but honestly, I love what they do. Every time they put something out, it's it's their music is so easy to listen to, and I love the I love their songs. Um, they're, and they're great people. But yeah, that kind of life. Michigan Rattlers. Mm-hmm. I'll also sneak another one in. My uh, friend Katie Frank, she's here in Nashville by way of Philadelphia. She's just. Put out a new track as well so check out katie frank check out michigan rattlers and then i don't know what else if as far as what i've um i love checking out friends music but um i've been really digging this old carl perkins record yeah from 
1957, I think. Yes, 1957. It's called The Dance Album. Just, you know, super early, kind of like rock and roll. I think rock country rock and roll stuff. You know, that's, uh, he's one of the, I think he's, I believe he's one of the godfathers of that. So, and in general, listen to what you like. That's my, that's my last recommendation. Listen to what you like. It makes you feel good. Like I've been saying this whole time. I think that's most important. And uh, whether it uh, brings you down or lifts you up, I think both of those things are, are cool to address and, and uh, yeah, express. <laughs> you are a gentleman and a scholar. I appreciate it. Likewise. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you. Thank you. You'll have a wonderful Sunday. Thanks so much for having me. I'll, uh, I'll shoot y'all a message here and get your info. We'd love to stay in touch. Sounds good. All right. Awesome. Take care. Bye. Adios. All right. What's it called again? Not New Music Fridays. Not New Music Friday, our yeah. special segment. I want, do you mind going first? Because I actually have to find my recently played on Spotify because there was something I wanted to recommend. I just can't remember what it is. Um, yeah, well, uh, I had like a couple because, okay, because, um, our last episode, we t- I, we talked, I talked about Nutcase by Ryan Caraveo. He has a new song out called Daisies, which I really like. It, it's yeah, that's his new his new single. I like it. I like it because it's like he's talking about a a girl, and he's basically saying, you know, she's like daisies, and he's basically not like daisies. <laughs> it's, it's it's funny. I don't know. You gotta listen to it. It's kind of funny, but it's definitely relatable. I liked I liked that song. There's also uh have you heard of Kaleo? No. Okay. Well they're more like a sort of like alternative band, I think, and they have a new single out came out this week called Hey Gringo. It's awesome. If you like uh like rock music. So I would suggest that. Actually I think that will be my official suggestion. Okay. It's gonna be Kaleo's Hey Gringo. We will add that to our infinite playlist. Spotify, here, here's what I want you guys to do. I want you to make it easier to help us find our listening history. I shouldn't have to ask Google. It should just be, it should just be already, already available to me. Don't you like songs? Like as you, if you like them, like I always just have my list of liked songs and then the most recent ones are right at the top. I do, but it's weird. I reserve the ones that I like for those that ironically i really really like like i have to like this i don't want to forget this and then sometimes i'll have like my phone because it uh is always listening for music in the background to tell me exactly like this is what you were listening to so i'll like look it up and then automatically ask google to play it but then i don't actually like it so (laughs) i'm gonna do instead for the sake of time is just think of a song off the top of my head that I, oh, I remember what the song was going to be. Jasmine Sullivan, Let It Burn. So Jasmine Sullivan is somebody who I have followed for quite some time since she came out with her first album. She has an amazing voice, amazing voice. Bust your windows out your car, um, need you bad, um, going in circles, insecure with Bryson Tiller, Let It Burn. I know she has a new project out, but that song in itself was one I was listening to on repeat because I feel like it emphasizes what it truly means to find yourself in love and trying to take the plunge into putting in that effort with somebody who 
has that mutual interest in you and you're just letting it just happen naturally. Just, just the instrumentation, her vocals in itself, which are powerful, just mwah, really great. So that's what I'm putting on non-new music Fridays because it's not even new music. Aha. Yeah, our new music Friday, it's, yeah, one, I've suggested a lot of songs that aren't new. So one, it's not new music and two, it's not Friday. So yeah, it's, it's doubly, doubly awesome. Yes, we do record on Sundays, listeners, in case you're Sunday, wondering. Bitches. Not, well, you guys aren't bitches, but you know what I mean. Keep it in <laughs> Don't insult the listeners. I would never. I love you guys. You guys make us who we are. Yeah, you guys are great. Um, Thank you again, as always, to everyone who has followed us and liked our page on Facebook. Everyone who is following us on Instagram. We are getting a little bit of uh, growing on there. I mean, we have Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's building. So Instagram, check us out on there. Check us out on Facebook. YouTube, we are working on it's coming along should be up within the next week or so i mean our youtube page is up we just haven't uploaded our episodes yet so we will be doing that this one definitely will be uploaded on there Mm -hmm. um and don't feel free to wait until we have content on there feel free to subscribe right now and turn on that note hit that notification bell as the youtubers say so that you can be alerted to new content as it is uploaded when it is uploaded on demand yeah yes exactly and you never know matt and i might just make some like random content and upload it on youtube and anytime you never know or we might just go live and you guys can ask us questions and we can do a q a and give you guys more insight but we're not providing you with free therapeutic services that's what we get paid for yeah <laughs> and it's not legal i don't think no yeah definitely definitely don't use our podcast for therapeutic services yeah we just no. we're just talking <laughs> It's just two therapists talking, not providing therapy to each other. Whoa, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, Which we're part? not. We're definitely us providing therapy through to each other. That would be weird as shit. Yeah, we can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> we have so many ethical problems with that. So, but yeah, but Dennis definitely should be a therapist. We figured that out today. Yes. <laughs> it's it was very interesting just hearing him speak and like a lot of the like different like mindsets, lessons, experiences that he spoke about. I'm like, shit, I feel like I have to go to school and practice to learn all this stuff. Man, maybe I should just drop out of like my career and just travel and just meet new people because then that's, that's it's, it's genuine. It's a real way to actually meet new people. I'm not saying I'm going to quit my career, but it's when you actually step outside of your comfort zone and you go out and you try to meet new people, interact with them and learn things from other people, you become much more varied and cultured and it's cool to experience and see i 100 percent agree seems like it'd be fun oh traveling therapy definitely not a thing because our licenses are only working in illinois but if it was a thing i would totally do that i would just travel the world providing therapy to anyone who speaks english because i cannot speak any other languages but if i could i would offer it in multiple languages Wouldn't it be great if traveling therapy was a thing and depending on how good of a therapist you were when it comes to like ratings and reviews and all that, a client will be like, I want to work with you. I'm going to fly you out. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Hotel and everything too. All right, dog. I got you. Save your life or help you save your own life. Wow. Whoa. I love it. I love it. But 
All right, listeners, that is it for this episode. Episode seven. Lucky number seven. Seven. Episode seven. We hope that you enjoyed it. Check out Dennis's music. We're going to be post, well, by the time you guys hear this, we will have posted a couple YouTube videos from Dennis. Um, We will have shared his music. So check it out. As always, remember to check out TBD Coffee. Yes, yes. And uh, look for more things that we're going to be doing with them, too. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as places you can find us, of course, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. You can find us. Oh, you can subscribe to us on Patreon for future exclusive content. We are on most of your favorite streaming platforms, social media, of course, Facebook, um, Instagram, YouTube, not on Twitter. Maybe we'll get a Twitter. I don't really want to be on Twitter. Too toxic. I don't know how to tweet. But <laughs> but um, Instagram, if you follow us on Instagram, I have a link tree posted there. So you have links to all of our other accounts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. On Facebook, I believe I have the same uh, link tree mm-hmm. posted. So. And who knows? Maybe you'll be seeing us in, real soon in the future. Who knows? Maybe sooner than you think. All right. Bye, everybody. Deuces.